Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome back to the show. We are going to be having our guest Bonsway in in a short period of time, but until then, let us enjoy some wonderful music from our previous guests as we get our system set up for our new guests. So uh, let's get this together, folks. I'm having some technical issues with this thing here, so... All right, here we go. So we're going to put something on by our previous guest, Danny Boy, and uh, we'll be right back with Von Sway. Tonight, 
thanks everybody for joining us uh, this evening at um, our eight o'clock show. Um, I'm hoping that everybody is all ex- exhausted now and ready to sit down and relax with our guest Vonsway, since we had a little uh, exercise routine earlier. Um, we will be rescheduling uh, Jeanette for another show um, since she was unable to attend with us, so we had to work out without her. So we'll have her back soon, and um, you make sure you're all prepared and ready to sweat because she's going to work us out. So I want to welcome my guest, Von Sway. I believe he's on the line. Von Sway, are you there with us? I am here. (laughs) How you doing? I'm doing good, and you? I'm doing very well, and I want to thank you so much for being a part of our show this evening. Oh, definitely. Thank Um, you. We really love to, you know, promote and to um, expose our audience to new talent and to uh, really great persons who are uh, struggling in this whole independent music thing. Um, We want to talk to you mostly about, you know, how you got started and how it's working for you being independent and, you know, what what are your plans for your future. But let's start all the way back in time from when you were young, much younger, and the first inspiration that, that put you in in um, tune to being a part of the music industry? Oh, well, it goes a little further because, you know, I grew up in church, you know, being on the choir and everything, following after my mom. She was one of the lead singers in her choir, and I ended up being one of the lead singers in, you know, my the, the junior choir, you can say. And it just felt good to actually make other people feel good, just using my voice. Then, you know, growing up a little more, you know, listening to different type of music and, you know, Genuine being my favorite artist at the time, <laughs> he, <laughs> he he made me feel like, you know, you can go ahead and reach out for whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, as long as you got the talent and you're blessed with the voice to do it, just go for it. And... That's what I, I continue to do, and I say he's my favorite artist because I want a lot of talent shows and a lot of different things using his songs. <laughs> <laughs> that was really what really really inspired me to start it off, I should say. Wow. Well, I am a big fan of Genuine, and um, I love his voice, and uh, I really love that Pony song. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. was that my was favorite. The one right there. <laughs> I was like, how could he just make you want to just go get on one of those things? <laughs> that was amazing. But um, you know, I'm glad that he he inspired you. Was anybody else that you that you liked, and you know, any of the old school artists? Um, oh, definitely, definitely. Well, my mom, see, like we always had like clean up weekends. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else had those, but like every weekend, my mom had this whole like stack of records and, and CDs and all this other things of all the old artists. I'm talking about from the, the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, like, and it was just music all around my house. So every artist that was before me inspired me because it was always something different. You know, how there's, like, so many different types of music there is, you know, out there, and, like, all of it inspired me because I'm just not a, a one-track mind when it comes to music. So I have to say everybody. <laughs> Now you said you were um you were singing a lot in church. Did you have like any any type of formal uh choir lessons or training while you were in church? Uh no, it was all a blessing. <laughs> That's all I have to say about it. Like it was just a blessing. I never had someone there sit there and like, you know, train me vocally or anything like that. It was just it just came naturally to me and I just kept practicing on it and just made it mine. I just owned it. 
Wow. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you accepted that blessing and that you, you know, put it out there because God doesn't give it to us for no reason at all. We have to use it, so or you lose it. <laughs> now, how, how, who was it that discovered you and, you know, got you connected with people so that you could start working with some great artists and, and get your music out there? Well, um, back in the day when I was going, well, I say back in the day like I'm old, right? <laughs> but <laughs> back in the day, like um, my godfather, which is Doc Ice from UTFO, you know, he had ran this little program in, in my school. It was like a studio program, you know, to teach you about engineering and everything like that. And mm-hmm. one day he was like, you know what? I have some people I want you to meet. So he drove me out to New Jersey and introduced me to, you know, the team members of Brothers and Sisters Entertainment. Which is which I'm part owner of that now as well. Shout out to you know Ruby Brown, C Rock, and Khalik and the whole family. But they, he introduced them to me, and at first they were kind of kind of skeptical because they didn't know exactly which way you know to 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 mold me to be. <laughs> but being that I was young and I I would sing like these like genuine songs and stuff like that, and they just didn't really know which direction to go. And I was a a hype man, you can say, for another artist that they had named Miss Mia at the time. <clears throat> and then it just evolved. The situation fell through with Miss Mia, and they just looked at me and was like, we got to move on this. And they just they just gave me the ability, to, you know, to be creative and set up studio for me to where I can just be free and do what I do. And it just magic happened, and it was a beautiful thing. Wow. That's wonderful. So did you get to work with any other, like, major artists? Well, I mean, I've done a couple of things. I've worked in the studio with uh, Neo's sister, Nikki. We actually have a track on my album, which is entitled Are You Ready? That's out now. <laughs> but, oh. um Yeah, I worked with her, uh, Big Draws, uh, Tanisha from Big Draws. She does a lot of writing for a lot of people that's out there now. Shout out to her. Um, I worked with... Jews Darnell Robinson, a lot of people know him from MTV's My Super Sweet Sixteen, mm-hmm. and you know just just some people. We're working on some big big things now, so the future will hold a lot more. <laughs> wow! I actually had um, Ruby on my show um, last week, I believe, and um, we were talking about that. Uh, you know what it what it's like in the business. Now, do you find yourself having any type of um, you know, challenges where despite, you know, the great group that you're around, you find any challenges still getting out there to maximize your exposure? Well, see, nowadays, you know, it's all about the money. You know, that's what pushes everything. That's what makes it happen, what makes it stop, you know. So that's mm-hmm. just been the, the not, I don't really want to say challenging, but that's just been the main focus and just getting all the sponsors together and just people to believe and able to finance the situation and, and you know, invest in it because it's something worthwhile. Yeah, I know all about that. Cause I'm, I'm actually working with an, an artist myself, um, um, and the artist is, uh, I guess, out of the mold that they have set, you know, for radio promotion and, and marketing, because mm-hmm. they put so many, you know, limits on 
who they think have talent, which to me is ridiculous. It's just, talent is not, it's just like a personality. It's not going to be the same and in the same package. It's going to be mm-hmm. something different despite the package. And, you know, a lot of times they're just trying to go with something safe instead of just using their brains and listening to the quality of the sound. So mm-hmm. most of the time we don't get any quality. You just get something that's like a mold or something else. Sure. And I think uh, over time people are going to get sick and tired of seeing the same thing over and over, especially, you know, with the Internet out there now, we get more exposed to better talent, so it helps us a little bit more. Now, are you involved heavily in, in your own promotion? I mean, do you, oh, do you participate in that? Definitely. Like, I have so, it's, sometimes it's overwhelming, but, you know, I still love to do it. I have, you can say, every social site there is that ever came out. <laughs> I'm a part <laughs> of it, and, like, I have computer screens set up with all these different windows of all my different pages just reaching out to the fans and different areas like that and doing actually street promotion too everywhere i go i let it be known who i am and what it is that i do and why you should love me <laughs> <laughs> now you were on um bet's um 106 in part yeah it was only a couple of times how cool was that experience because i've talked to a couple of people that were on there it was how really was cool man at first it was kind of not nerve-wracking. I was just a little nervous because I, I didn't know what to expect. That was like one of my major first TV, ex, you know, on TV live experiences and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So the first time, it was just like that shell breaker. Like when I first was up there, it was just like, all right, let's get it over. Let's do it. Let's make it happen so I can say I've done it. But then the second <laughs> time I was up there, which was the uh, actual all-star, the people who have won before were competing against each other. I just, I just had to bring it no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I felt comfortable. I felt like that's where I belong. As soon as I hit that stage, it was like, I'm home. Wow. <laughs> I actually have uh, uh, some friends who were on um, um, MTV uh, last year, or actually a couple years ago, and as good as they are, they didn't win, and it was just really crazy, the whole the whole audience thing, the whole, like, the way they did everything was, like, rushing and everything. Like, the, the people who won, I, I don't even know how they got it. It's almost like watching American Idol. You know, <laughs> well, you just say, like, yeah, that's not the one I picked, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's usually, like, a fan base thing because that was one of the main things that we did realize because we could have been the, the best people. I say we because I have my brothers up there with me who did a verse on one of my songs. But we could have had the best situation as far as music, vocals, everything. But if that next person had more fans, you know, had more loyal fans than we did, we would have looked like we weren't that good. So that was one of the major things that we did take focus in and just reached out to every single fan that we had and didn't have, actually, because it was a lot of new fans that were introduced to the situation right before the show, right before Mm -hmm. the situation happened, just to, to, to bring that power and energy together. And, you know, that that is very important to have, oh, you know, yeah. fans and to treat your fans well because they're the ones who are buying your music. They're the ones who are going to promote you yeah. by listening to it. You know, a lot of people don't realize that, and, and they don't treat fans as well as they should, they, you know. They forget, they forget that when they reach a certain point. But my my whole way of living and the way I've been taught by Doc Ice and, and my family from Brothers and Sisters Entertainment, without the fans, you really have – Nothing, because I can go sing outside all day long, but if I want to make it and succeed in this business, fans is everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fans are everything. And Now, do you have any international fans? 
Oh yeah, it's it's actually amazing because actually before my album even hit out, um, we were doing a lot of research on on um our situation just to see what's going on, and I had googled my name one time, and mm-hmm. millions of sites came up, and a lot of these wow. sites were from overseas, and come to find out that my song Here I Am was actually I think number one or number two on a a radio chart that was out in Germany. Mind you, I've never stepped foot in Germany. <laughs> wow. That. And it was just it was crazy hype about my name and in the Middle East and everywhere. It was just like, Vaughn Sway, Vaughn Sway. And I'm like, wow. And I've never been there and yet be there, yet able to be there yet. But when I do, it's going to be a beautiful experience. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, I know how that feels because I have this radio show, and what I do is I – you know, because the way it works, and I love that the Internet lets you do this, you can download the interview and along with the radio music. It's almost like just having an album because if, you're, if I play enough of the songs, it's really like a preview of your album. So what I do is I upload it onto a pod host that I have that reaches out to my international audience. And I've had it for maybe just about a little bit over a year. So I had about 15,000 um, downloads. Oh, wow. Of the shows that I've had, and just in other countries, like in Asia, Africa, India, Germany, Russia, um, Europe, the UK, like Czech Republic, Mediterranean islands, like in Greece, <laughs> and I'm like, that's amazing because a lot of people in other countries really, really like our music. That's really amazing. So when you get there. You probably will see uh, a ton of people. If, if you're, I know your team is really great at promotion, and I'm sure that they're going to really headline you in a way where folks know that that is the one that they've been listening to all this time. Yeah. And you're probably just going to just be overwhelmed even more when you see all that. Oh, yeah. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Every night before I go to bed, I pray for it, and every day I wake up, I prepare for it. <laughs> now, do you write all your own songs? Yeah, majority of my album I've written and produced. So the only other person that's written on my album was Tanisha from Big Drums because like we're we're real cool and tight and we just work so well together. But other than that, yeah, I, I write and produce my tracks along with C Rock and Colleague. They also produce. But for the most part of it, eighty-five percent of my album was produced and written by me. Wow, that's amazing. I, I love when the talent is that much involved in the music because it, it keeps you from being more like a puppet where you're just basically mm-hmm. reading off some lyrics. You can't really feel it if you didn't create it. Yeah. And, um, and you know, I'm going to let people listen to uh, one of your songs right now so they can see, you know, how great your voice is and how great this production is. I want to play uh, Are You Crazy? And uh, we've got a couple more songs to play, too. So let's, let's um, have everybody just check it out. And we'll be right back with Von Sway. <laughs> trying to get the melody on. Uh, uh, uh. All right, I got it. Right, I got it. Check it. Check it. Oh, girl. Last night I had an epiphany. Baby girl, you were here right next to me. Telling me that you want it real bad. Sounding like a conversation that we had. Get it bottom and get a room So we can get it home to the night of 
old are you? <laughs> I'm 23. <laughs> oh, wow, such a young man and with all that, that brain power going on. Now, do you, and, and you're you're a part owner of a company, so that's really great. I, I think that is amazing that you are taking that business approach to it. Now, do you have... Um, you know, associates or or friends who are also trying to get in the business that you pretty much be are a guidance for. Well, um, there are a couple of people that's out there, whatever that 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 calls me, you know, asks for advice and everything. Because there are a lot, a lot of people who's into the independent situation as well. And you know, you come across them when you're doing different shows and different things like that. So a lot of people hit me up on my Facebook that are independent artists, and they hit me like, you know, well, how do you do this, and how did you get to this place and everything. So yeah, there are a lot of people, and the main thing I tell them is to just stay strong and, and be true to what it is you do and always stay loyal to the music. Yeah. And that's true. Now, had you ever thought about, you know, like um, getting into rap and just rapping on any of your um, any of your songs? Well, I mean, it's been it's been talked about. It's depending on whatever the vibe is for that for that particular situation. Like a lot of you know the the artists that are out now, like Trey Songz and Chris Brown, they always said that they wanted to be rappers before they were actual singers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my thing is, I've always been a singer. I've written mm-hmm. rhymes for people and they've done like that. And the only reason I would do it just to show that I'm capable to do it, just to let people know that I can be in any lane that I want to drive in. That's right. It's good to be diverse. Oh yeah. And some people start off rapping and they, you know, become singers like Queen Latifah for, mm-hmm. for one. Yeah. And um, now I don't want to see LL Cool J start singing the song. <laughs> uh, I don't think he could hold a note like that because he's so loud. But uh, mm-hmm. but um, he's done other things, so which is good. Now, um, are you working towards doing something else in the entertainment industry besides music? Oh well, the acting thing. Basically, it's one of the things that, you know, me and the team have been working on. Uh, being that you mentioned Queen Latifah, I've actually done a little, you know, a little extra work in uh, the movie Just Right with Queen Latifah in common. So oh, really? Fun. Yeah, that was a fun experience. Got to meet with them, chill with them. It was very cool. Oh. So, just trying to oh, open up is... different doors. Yeah. I love doing extra work. I did it before. It was pretty fun to just be in the middle of it and meet people. However, I did miss a great opportunity to be part of the uh, second Transformers movie um, because uh, I didn't know that they were doing one, for one, and I didn't get this message in my inbox about them looking for people to um, uh, not really audition but to be extras mm-hmm. out there in uh, Philly because I didn't know they were filming it in Philly. Oh, wow. And I was really upset about that because being an extra was fun. You don't have to – <laughs> say anything. You don't have to just. You just follow the direction. You could just be yeah. standing in one spot for like six hours, but not even know it. You know, <laughs> yep. it's, it's not really that that hard thing to do, unless you know, like my friend. My friend did it, and she actually got picked to be um, the speaking role because the person who was supposed to talk decided they didn't want to talk. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Now, um, do you write anything like um, movie scripts or, you know, stories, you know, things like that? It's funny. It seems like you've been around me or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, this this, that's one of the things that I've I've been working on. I, not, I don't want to say write as far as pen and paper, but I have my little tape recorder where I have these different ideas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
stuff like that. I'm going to keep it at that because it's something big that we're working on coming up real soon. I just don't want to spill all the beans. <laughs> but oh, that's it's, okay. It's, it's something real, real big that we're working on, which involves all the elements we're talking about right now. Well, that sounds like fun, and I can look forward to hearing more about it when you're all ready. Um, as far as writing, you know, uh, writing is very good for the soul, as they say. And I myself write screenplays, and it was just something that I just got into because I couldn't stand the way the soap operas were turning out, so I would rewrite it. So, <laughs> but it starts there where you start with another person's story and then you bring out your own story. Now, I also write poetry, so do you do you write poetry as well? I mean, do you just not necessarily into the form of a song, but just a, a regular poem? Uh, I wouldn't say like that, but I don't know, like... I speak <laughs> the way the way some people tell me I speak sometimes is if I'm writing poetry, like mm-hmm. when I'm having a conversation with maybe a female friend or somebody that's going through something they ask for advice. I speak sometimes like in metaphors and in the poetry form. So that I would have to say that's the only poetry I do right. <laughs> so you're like a spoken word artist that doesn't know you're a spoken word artist. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it still touches the heart of another, so it's cool. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm sure that has to be very popular with your female associates because, you know, women love a poetic man to let <laughs> flow out of his lips like that. You get to a lot of places and having a great conversation. So. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> now, um, just thinking about, you know, like Will Smith, per se, um, his career, um, you know, and in, in uh, music and in television and movies. Can you see yourself doing something similar to what Will's done? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I can definitely see it because I'm an outgoing person. You know, like I, I like trying things. I, I just like being entertaining in every aspect of the word. So I can definitely see myself in that position. Wow, because, you know, Will, Will started mm-hmm. off in his music career Mm-hmm. And was quickly discovered because he was very, you know, aggressive about what it was he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. However, he got a little crazy with his his finances, and of course, you have to learn from your mistakes. At sometimes, if you're being hard headed, you're gonna learn a bad way. So he mm-hmm. lost a lot of money, and he was fortunate to have somebody uh, that was a you know a friend watching over him to to kind of re re-educate him and get him back on track. Now, do you have people in your camp that are, like, helping you that far into your life, you know, with your finances and with uh, thinking of a far ahead of what you want to do and things like that personally? Definitely. One of those main people is one of the people that you had an interview with, um, Ruby Brown. She's my manager, my mother. <laughs> like, she's everything. <laughs> so it's like she's one of the main people who, really take control over making sure that if I do make a mistake, I won't make a mistake to the point where it would be as bad if I didn't have any advice or any guidance. And so the rest of the people in my camp, like I can call anybody at any given time and they can guide me where I need to be or they're calling me. Like I speak to my camp, everybody damn near in my camp every day. So Mm. definitely have that. Wow, that's good. Now, um, are you heading into any, like, um, major markets, you know, as far as, like, radio and um, TV, things like that, you know, um, any well, more additional TV appearances? We have a, we have a lot, a lot of things in the works. Uh, we have 
had a couple of meetings throughout the month that's looking looking really, really good. You know, I, I just don't really like high pushing it out there for you because <laughs> I, like I like to let it be there first before I speak on it. But definitely a lot of things that we've been working on is, is falling into place lovely and the world will finally get to see me everywhere and hear me everywhere just like an artist with a major label. That's good. That's good. Now, do you think that, you know, you have the same opportunities with the label that you have, which is independent, that anybody else will have with a major label that's, you know, um, signed with, like, I mean, uh, Universal me, or somebody? To me, personally, it's more of a blessing in the situation that I'm in because I have a lot of say-so. I have a lot of control over what it is that I do rather than, like you said, being someone's puppet. So... I'll have to say, yeah, it's better this way. But the only the only fact of the majors that they have the you know the seniority of being out there and the the main connects you know to the TVs and radios they basically control that with the money. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's the only difference. But the way things are working out now, it'd be just as if it was a major label. So. Well, that's good because um, I've I've talked to a lot of people who are um, who are just getting the hang of doing things on their own and find that they don't really need to concentrate so much on the major label. Mm-hmm. However, what I see going on is that when people are doing things on a more independent level and they're and they're being successful at it because they are doing research and they're understanding how it works, especially when you're using social marketing and um, you know all the the opportunities on the internet. Um, do you see that, you know, the major labels are coming your direction to try to offer you things because now they see you're doing well on your own? Definitely. Like, that's one of the the funniest things, like, me and my camp talk about all the time. Like, when it was at the beginning stages of us learning each other and, you know, just realizing what it is that we need to do, people that we had came to was like, nah, you know, nah, because it was a whole label situation rather than an artist situation. So everybody was like, nah, nah, nah. But the more we started to progress in the whole 106 and Park thing, the whole, mm-hmm. you know, different things that we were doing, more people started to contact us. And that right. was one of the craziest things. It was like, but we called you last week. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you, you turned us down, but now you're calling because, you know, now you have something all of a sudden. It, it was just it's just really crazy how that works. But we're, we're the type of people that's like, you know, we really strive for the people that's been there for the be- you know from the beginning with us, and mm-hmm. we'll go to them before we go to anybody else. I know because, because um, I've been through that myself. Like I, um, I, I've had instances where you know I've talked to people that are involved in it that didn't seem like they had much of an interest in the beginning, but then they start watching how you do, you know. I think they should never turn you down. They should, if they have to observe first, that's fine. It's understandable. But yeah. I, I don't think they should ever turn you down because they, you never know what another person is going to do, and you never know how your your um, trail is going to end. Because as the major stuff starts dwindling down and all the independent stuff starts growing, now they're going to come after all the independent people and all our resources mm-hmm. to try to, you know, save themselves. You know, that's do you nice. see that happen a lot yourself? Cause I know you probably see it like a lot oh, closer yeah. than I do. Definitely, it, it, just as you're saying, it's, it's just like that. They're gonna start reaching out to people like us more and more and more because we're soon gonna have more control than they do. Mm-hmm. At one point in life, I'm not saying tomorrow or the next month, but soon that's what it's gonna be like because 
especially with the internet. That's one of the right. major things that's that's breaking them apart. You know, we went from having several major major labels to I think about a couple now. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, no, and then they're breaking off and they're um mm-hmm. um, you know, bonding up with a, a few independent labels by just yeah. offering maybe just a portion of whatever their service is like promotion and distribution. But in my opinion, uh, an independent label should go, not even go try to get it from a um a major label. I think they should just actually try to take advantage of the sponsors that are out there and the major businesses that are outside of the music industry. And they could be the backers for the uh, money they need for promotion distribution because um, if they work out a great deal, they don't have to worry about them trying to, like, be a part of that musician's life for the rest of their life, you know, because that's what major labels are trying to do. They're trying to own you until you, even after you die. Uh-huh. Like, we can see what happened with Michael Jackson's um, estate, which was horrendous. Mm-hmm. I know that Michael owed a lot of money, but it was just, he was still worth a lot of money, and he's probably okay. worth more gone than he is when he was here with us. But yeah, it's like, that they are like taking the over everything. Can you see yeah. that? That's, that's crazy. And that, that seemed like one of the craziest things to me, how this man, Michael Jackson, had ownership of the Beatles stuff, but didn't have ownership of his own because they wouldn't allow it. Like, that's yeah, crazy. That's crazy. That's, you see what I'm saying? that's That's just, like, crazy to me. Like, but I understand exactly what you mean. And that's why I feel good and feel comfortable in the position that I'm in. Well, I hope that people learn from, you know, uh, the celebrity artists that we know of that have passed and we get all the details of what's been going on because you don't know that until they're gone. And, and just see what kind of steps you could take to protect yourself. I know a lot of artists don't even have, like, health insurance or life insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, And if they are unable to perform anymore, like, um, I'm going to give you an example. Angela Bosell, she had a stroke Mm -hmm. a few years ago, not not too long ago, and she can't actually sing anymore. But she didn't have any health insurance. So, therefore, there's a lot of treatment that she needs that she can't get coverage for because she has, like, the, the general population's treatment or insurance, mm-hmm. yeah. which doesn't really cover a lot. And she doesn't really have any money because the labels pretty much own everything and, you know, they don't set aside anything special for artists. And I know that's one of the, the topics that artists are really fighting for now is that if you're going to be owning so much, you need to have a policy available for artists so that they're covered, you know, their insurance is, is up to date and they're covered, their families are covered, you know, because anything can happen to keep you from being able to perform anymore. And then you would just be really messed up because they don't give you any money. It's almost like a regular job. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing concerned, man. <laughs> it isn't. So let me put another song on because I want to hear, um, I want to know about the song Move It Man. <laughs> move it. <laughs> yeah, move. It says move it. What is it? Move it, man. Because it can't nah, be like move it. it man. Just move it. And the first thing you say too is, "Are you ready now? Are you crazy? Gonna make me have to write a phone call? Are you crazy now?" Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm writing this stuff off. Uh, let me just um, I'm gonna have to look at it again because maybe it just came in wrong or something like that. I don't know. That's but I'm cool. gonna um, go ahead and put someone. You have here. I am too. Did I get that one right? <laughs> yeah, that's one cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me put this on, and um, then you tell us about it when we come back. All right. I want to see you more. 
tell you what I wanna see you do. I said I wanna see you put it on me Girl, act like you know me And now you got these females hating Just like how you shake it
putting two and two together. Like, let's just make that whole thing about that. And it just came out that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I love um, something that has a nice beat to it. You know, for for me to actually be in the club dancing. You know, I, I remember going to a club once where, I mean. I don't know what what they had on their mind or whatever it was, but it was like nobody was dancing. Mm. No matter what they put on, nobody was dancing, and nobody was dancing together. They might have been bumping a little bit in the corner by themselves somewhere, but um, it was like it was just getting to be where it's just no fun going anymore. So that was in North Jersey, actually, uh, up there in East Orange area. So now... You know, we have um, different DJ mixes of, of songs, like Beyonce songs are always getting mixed up and, and you know, remixed and everything else. Now, yeah. are, are people doing the same thing to your music? You know, just like somebody else taking it and remixing it, putting their own little stuff on it? Uh, Not as much, only for the simple fact that my camp feels that we shouldn't put the actual instrumentals out and the uh, acapellas just yet. That's the only reason, but we've been getting requests from so many different DJs, especially from overseas. Like a lot of the German DJs are like mm-hmm. waiting for us to just give them the go. <laughs> but <laughs> we, they're waiting on it, but just not yet. We like to make them wait just a little longer. Yeah, but I mean, it was pretty new. You want to get people out here used to you being the one yeah. doing it before somebody else comes out with it. Yeah, because um, it's a lot of people that have music out, and I receive a lot of. Of songs, and when I get them, I get like the, the acapella, the instrumental. I mean, I could just take it through a whole song myself, yeah, and it's just getting to the radio. Exactly, that's the thing too. Like we, you know, sometimes I do um, remixes. I actually call them remixes, but um, where mm-hmm. you know new songs, so I take the acapella and I just change the whole situation. And it's been situations where labels have contacted us and like they're upset. <laughs> Because it's it's not the official remix or whatever like that, and the song that we actually ended up doing to it was, I don't want to say, well, yeah, I do. It was actually better than <laughs> what was going on, and it's it just it's, it's crazy. I mean, I understand where they're coming from because it's the same thing with us. Like we we don't want anybody, we want we wouldn't want anybody to get up on it and you know do something different, which makes it sound a little hotter. You know, not know the actual artist on it. Yeah, well, you know, they used to do that to J-Lo's music all the time. Because <laughs> I would listen to that album, and I would say, mm, that's just boring. So, yeah. Oh, my God. And then I hear Ja Rule get on there, and then I hear somebody else get on there. So I like it's that. Okay. That's one thing I like about Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson doesn't do that kind of stuff. I never hear her song remixed by with her and somebody else, or her doing a different version of her song. Yeah, like very, unless it's like a rare. really old song, she might pop mm-hmm. in and do something. She does somebody else's music, cause she she never has to do anything like that. Nah. Right, right, Carrie either. You know, they never really have to do any kind of remix to their stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, what kind of what kind of things um, that you think are the most important when you create a song? Uh, I would have to say the feeling, the the vibe of it. Whether it doesn't matter if it's a slow song, hip hop song, whatever. It's just the vibe and the energy to the song. Because any song can have words, but if it doesn't have that meaning and feeling to it, as far as when I say meaning and feeling, the way you're singing it, mm-hmm. 
it doesn't mean anything. Like the words could be like the hottest thing on this planet, but if you don't have that energy and that 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 feeling that makes somebody else feel what it is you're talking about, rather than just hearing it, it makes no sense. That is so true, and. I listen to a lot of words to songs now more than I used to because it, it's like um, I don't I don't know why I can just jam to something and not be paying attention to the words mm-hmm. and and then when I listen to the words I'm like oh uh-uh, that's offensive <laughs> you know they yeah, start talking a about a stripper's butt and and women <laughs> and they start using these terms and mm-hmm. and I'm like but I love to be how could you mess this up you know, putting this this stuff on here. So, do you do you find do you find yourself you know just kind of like critiquing your own work when you when you create it? Sometimes, sometimes I do, but I don't know. Like, if you ever really take the time to just sit down and, and listen to my album, I don't really take it that way anyway because disrespectful things. It's not really where I go to. That's that's not Vaughn Sway. One of my models is sexy is as sexy does, and if you're not doing anything sexy, it's like what are you doing? <laughs> So you gotta make them. You gotta make them feel it, rather than saying, "Let me just give you a hot melody and then call you all different kinds of names." <laughs> you know what I, mean? I know, cause that's a, that's what it seems like to me. You know, I mean, now I'm gonna put on another song when I come back. I wanna um, find out uh, some type of you know educational tip you would give uh, people in your age group that are trying to get involved in music the way you are. So I want you to think about it while I'm playing your song, what kind of uh, tips or advice you would give other people that are trying to go in this direction. Cool. All right. You Travis I rock Prada, baby, I got game, I guess I'm a starter. 430 changing lanes like Samuel L. Jackson. Call me AT&T, I reach out and touch ya. Ice I put on, you was yellow like he was mustard. Yup, my bell blingin' and you straight listening. You ain't listening, rack up when we get it in. So much to say, time to say it, girl. You got me shook while you playin' on these games with me. Girl, I don't know, tell me, are you down with me? Cause I don't
talent and come in here on my show and, you know, let me have some of this music to play for my audience. I want to do my best to get you promoted on my end, and um, I hope to have you back on again very soon, and especially to tell me about the stuff you couldn't tell me about this time. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, and thank you for having me. Sure, no problem. I'm going to go out with the show, uh, playing um, the song that I started off with with you. Uh, and I want you to have a great holiday weekend. Be safe, and you know, be successful. <laughs> you too, man. <laughs> Thank you. All right. I'm trying to get the melody. Right.